0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts. And I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me, See Me. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers. But some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America. I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. And today I've got an amazing hairdresser and I want to know all about him. Uh, today I'll speak to Richard Asphalt. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you, Stuart. Very well indeed. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. As I said, I've had a few challenges with the uh, already this morning with the, a lot uh, of challenges. taking off my Wi-Fi, but we we, yeah. we soldier on. Um, how's, how's things for you at the moment?
0: They are. I mean, they're all right. They're all right. I think it's a, it's a challenge for everybody at the moment. On certainly within our industry, it's it's definitely a, a big challenge. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I'm I'm no um, no escapee from that. You know, the yeah. challenges of worrying about kind of business and employees, and then your own, you know, your own kind of personal situations. I guess uh, there's a lot of pressures, you know, family pressures and things like that. So you know, I'm doing all right, but it's it's not the usual uh, easy breezy positive environment yeah. that we're you know I guess that we normally enjoy. You know, there's there's all those added pressures, so um yeah, don't not getting quite as much sleep, but on the whole I'm I'm am right. <laughs> you're lucky you're getting any mate. <laughs> well, yeah, good, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean it is it's 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 had a devastating effect to the industry, isn't it? Uh, uh mm. we're far from out of the woods. Um and I think it's the uncertainty, isn't it? Of um Yeah. It's sort of stopping and starting. This is the worry, you know. Yes. Uh, our friends over in uh, Dublin and, and that, that they're, they're just facing tomorrow another six-week total lockdown. So, Yeah. Uh, it's hard to think of it, but I suppose at the moment we're quite lucky uh, compared to that. Yeah. Uh,
0: um,
1: yeah, things... Good are it's
0: probably going to come to us, though, pretty soon, if I'm it's, honest.
1: It's going that way, isn't it? I think we've got Wales and exactly. so on, is it? The uh, island. So, Yeah. Ho- hopefully it doesn't completely. Yeah. But, uh, I know from haircuts for homeless, like we, because it shut completely last time. Mm-hmm. We stopped overnight. Um, I obviously couldn't send volunteers out in the pandemic, so we just had to just yeah. do tools, and it was it was an awful feeling. Um, but what's happened now is that I naively thought, what we'll do, we'll just pick. As soon as we open, we'll just carry on, and mm-hmm. and it, we've acted. You know, it took me five years to open sixty-seven projects. I've actually reopened every single one individually and I've got a leader in person. So it, yeah. it's a matter of re, and we've, we've done really well. You know, we've, we've had lots of setbacks, but we've done really well. But then if they, if they do it again for us, it's, it's going back. But
0: yeah,
1: I just keep reminding myself that I'm doing this for the rest of my life. You're doing what you do for the rest of your life. So at some point, We'll start and be able to carry on, and then it will rebuild, won't it? So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there all Although there's there's no end in sight, really. I guess you know, no. it's very open ended. I should say. There's no. There, of course, there will be an end, but it's just you yeah. know, it's not visible to us, is it? No. Right now, so it, that, I think that's what adds all the um, you know, the stress and the uncertainty to the to the situation is that it's not you know, it, there's, there isn't an end date to it. Yeah, we <laughs> maybe they never will be. You know, maybe it's just going to peter out and turn into something, you know, that we have to live with. So yeah, we. Well, I, I listened to something recently, and it was a theory
1: um, from a, an expert. There's a lot of experts about at the moment. It was a theory from an expert saying that all pandemics uh, run their course in eighteen months. Um, oh, really? I don't know what percentage oh, it was. it said, and it almost it was what they were saying was. No matter how you deal with it, it's going to sort of and it's it's going to do that and it's going to take that long. Um, which I was, I sort of jumped on because I thought, oh right, June next year, July, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. we'll be open for me, we'll be ready for my birthday in July. I thought, yeah. So I didn't need a lot of proof. I just jumped on that. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. That's fine. Yeah, no, not question it too much. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not going to question that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's i I'm, I'm joining
1: you that sounds yeah. good yeah um so take me right back to where it all began because you know you've had a long journey in hairdressing um not too long he's not as old as me but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
0: take me back um, when did it, all start? I, it started i'm from sheffield, so if you if oh. anybody doesn't know sheffield south yorkshire um and I grew up in a sort of you know semi rural um, setting, not too far from Sheffield Town Centre, but right on the edge of the sort of development. Right. So, so I had, you know, I had a sort of a mixed a mixed childhood, um, yeah. comprehensive school, pretty standard, you know, and I decided I wanted to go into fashion, applied for a fashion degree, got a place, was playing music as well when I was a kid, all the way through my teens, um, was in a... a half decent band and um, took a year out to pursue that so put the the fashion degree back for a year um and, and my dad said to me that you know he, he sort of got behind it i think he he was always wanted to be a drummer actually he he got behind that and said to me but you've got to get a job you're not just you know you're not going to be a layabout musician was it was his exact phrasing yeah so you have got to get the job don't care what it is but whatever it, whatever you earn, you give half of it to your mom, and then that's it. That's that's the deal for a year, you know. So I had a couple of mates who were hairdressers, and it always looked like good fun, you know. Listen to music, everybody looked great, yeah. loads of cute girls. And I thought, you know, that's why not? Hairdressing yeah. is great. So that's how it started. I got a job as an assistant. Um, actually, fell in love with it quite rapidly. And my mom's hairdresser, a guy called Robert Taylor, who um, they, they still have a salon called Taylor Taylor in, in Sheffield. Um, he has four sons that are all hairdressers as well now. Um, anyway, he gave me a job. And he he was an amazing, you know, an amazing individual. He still is. He's still around now. He's not working anymore. He retired a couple of years ago. But a fantastic hairdresser. Um, and I mean hairdresser, so not a hair cutter. But, yeah, um, yeah. You know, he, he used to do lots the salon was quite famous for doing lots of competition work and, yeah. and stuff like that so he knew loads about kind of shape, how to manipulate hair get a finish um, his brother had a barbershop downstairs as well so they had the whole like 360 thing going on um, and I sort of forgot about the, doing the fashion degree I to, and, and continued with the hairdressing still doing the music um, you know, still waiting to be discovered as the next John Lennon um but that that never that never landed on my my lap um and eventually um i i saw actually um a a Sassoon collection in a magazine and that was a bit of a light bulb moment I, i i suddenly realized that 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 was what i wanted to do i wanted to do haircuts yeah i wanted to learn how to cut hair properly and um yeah and so i i Long story short, applied to Sassoons, they were light through my teeth about how long I've been doing hair. Because I was quite late into hairdressing really, you know, I'd done A levels and I took a year out as well. Um I've been a stylist for a couple of years when I haven't. I don't yeah. think I've been I think I'd only been doing it for 18 months, two years as an assistant. Um so that was a sharp learning curve when I got to Sassoons. I really had to do all my training in that first sort of three month period that they when they focus on classics. Um because I couldn't really cut my way out of a wet paper bag up until that point. You know. I just used to make it up. Um but I'd moved to London, I'd I'd gone all in, I'd thrown everything in. And um yeah, I just had to make it work and I you know and I thoroughly actually loved making it work, you know. Yeah. It was a really amazing period. And I stayed at Sassoon for almost twenty years in different locations and um you know I was a salon creative director and then I moved into education and started to um I was a sort of senior creative in the Sassoon schools in the UK and then I I left about what are we on now so almost 15 years ago I left and um started my own business which is Seiko and um yeah, and that's that, I guess that sort of that brings us up to like 2006. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then with Seiko, we've you know, we have had the good fortune to have loads of friends over the years who wanted to kind of get involved in it, and we've opened up, you know, about a dozen salons now and about half a dozen acad- academies in in different different places all over yeah. the world. So, I mean, yeah, it's,
1: it's, been, it's been quite it's a journey. Known for, it's known for its education. It? Like you're you're known for it's It's education' yeah. isn't it um what, what do you what do you think of education in the u k for for instance uh education.
0: that's always a tricky one. I feel like that's that's a bit of a loaded question in many ways i think um it's Is i think we're very good at offering education and delivering education. i don't yeah. think we're very good at receiving it or um chasing it um yeah. you know, I think when, as an educator, I, I get a sort of a, a, a bit, quite a wide perspective on people that are into education and invest yeah. in it. And, yeah. And, and we are not really one of those com- those countries that, that do that. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I, I still can't fathom it, you know, because no. we've got some very passionate hairdressers. And I'm not saying that people don't want to learn full stop. It's just not a cultural thing here where... People I agree. Have big big investments in their education, you know. Yeah, so. I agree.
1: Compared to some countries, I, I think it's
0: yeah. not so much that you know there's a, people have a bit
1: of a moan. They say oh, people don't want to learn, they don't want to yeah. do the best. But I don't. I don't think it, as you say, it's culturally there, um, as opposed to so it's, you know, like maybe some in the in the Far East, and people are just more yeah. like geared up for it, uh, and it's part of what they, you know they have to have education and, and yeah. stuff. Um, and yeah, some some of our uh, young people—they're just not. It's not part of what they do um, or they're into. But I think if they do, if if they get the right, it's like you you, need, you can't put square pegs in round holes, can you? So if they get the right type of education, sometimes um, you can fire them up. And you're only going to get a percentage of any audience, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I, th- I do think there's, you know, there's certain salons and salon groups that offer really brilliant education, you know, and yeah. they, they, they're they the ones that are turning out the real talents in this yeah. country because there's a, there's a natural aptitude, I think, in in the British psyche that, you know, it lends itself to creative industries really well, you know. I think we've got, we're, for whatever it is, I don't want to question it too much, but... No. but um, whatever it is, whatever creative industry, I think it's our, um, our thought process, our, um, makeup, mental makeup as a, as a country, I think is lends itself really well to the, the arts. And, and, uh, we produce some amazing hairdressers, you know, as much as we produce amazing musicians or, you know, artists or whatever, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think we're very blessed there. Mm. I think there's a, another sphere of of our industry that would really benefit from some investment in education. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that's what we've got to try and unlock, you know, and, and, and tap into to that sort of, that stream. You know, I think we've got, we've got lots of different struggles, I think, within our industry, you know, we're not licensed. So yeah. there's no, there's no kind of, Prerequisite to have X amount of hours, study hours, you know, yeah, before you can actually go and practice. So I think I think maybe somewhere that that's that's kind of that's a link there, you know, that yeah. the fact that we're not licensed, I think, sort of doesn't underline and reinforce the whole idea of education, you know. So yeah, I don't know. I've thought about it for for many many years, and I still can't find sure. it completely. So. <laughs> I think I, um.
1: Going back to like the guy you trained with, he sounded very much like the guys I trained with. Yeah, uh, And I think, looking back, I don't want to be one of them old hairdressers that said, well, we're in, in our day, but you know, in my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was such a, it was a core part of your weekly um, life that mm. you had a set aside. We used to have an evening. Um, yeah. And we didn't always want to go. But you had to go. It was part of your job. You had to go. You didn't get paid. like It wasn't part of your weekly pay, but you, yeah. you had to go. To stay part of the team, you had to go. And uh, But it was coming from above. So, And it was, as you say, hairdressing. So there was lots of competition. It was when um, the colour trophy used to be, you know, sort of more yeah. like the NHF competitions, you know, with the yeah. fans and the colours and, you know, mm-hmm. But it was... You spent hours and hours, but you got that sense of achievement at the end. You know, like, when you... I beat me boss at the Albert Hall. That was good. <laughs> I got a place in front of him. That was, that was really satisfying. That's
0: mysteriously two months later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cocky little... I've been beating... <laughs> you beat boss at golf, isn't it? So there's no,
1: no, no. <laughs> Yeah, it was gone not, not long after. But, um... Yeah, I, I think I'm not saying there's a way. I'm not saying that I've got the ways to it, but I, I definitely think if somehow we can re-engage young people with that and make it make it just part of the job. And mm-hmm. I think over the last few, like the last decade, because of uh, the financial climate, um, obviously as salon owners. It, you know, it, I, I went for it, part of it myself. I remember that it, your focus is clearly—it's just totally on profit, but not even profit, more survival. And you—you know—you just saw that as a few hours lost of the week. You know, like, yeah. which is a, an easy thing to fall into, but it's not because it, if you don't have those few hours that you—if you don't get that team,
0: it, it, like up to scratch, you're not going to yourself from the competition. It's a, it's a long-term investment in your business, isn't it? Yeah. You know, can, I guess, you know, is the big question. Yeah. I think the other side of it is we've got so many sort of self-employed hairdressers now or yeah. independent hairdressers or, you know, whatever the, the, the demise of the salon team is such yeah. that um, it's hard to, it's hard to maintain that culture of kind of positive training, you know? Yeah. And and how you say, you know, turning up even when you don't want to go because that that's that's the your kind of you know that's your makeup really as a as a hairdresser. It's all those nights when you don't want to turn up, and then you're glad you did because actually you learned a lot, or you know whatever it is. All that investment in yourself is the important stuff, you know. And perhaps the onus isn't quite there to to, to push yourself quite so hard when um, you know when you're not employed, you haven't got a boss telling you wagging his finger or her finger at you. Yeah, so you need to turn up. You need to get a model, and um, you know you've got to crack on with it. So you know, maybe maybe that's got something to do with it as well.
1: Yeah,
0: I, th- I think maybe that that will be a side effect of the industry
1: going more towards self employment and renting chairs. That yeah, as yeah. you say, like the team isn't going to be there. Um, so it's, it's it's changing, and I, I think yeah, it just have to be. It's interesting, you know, to see how it's going to change. But then you throw the pandemic on top of that, <laughs> it's, it's just, all the balls go in the air, don't they? You know, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see where it's going to go in a, a year or two, you know? I,
0: yeah. I mean, everybody's running around spinning plates as best they can right now, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Um,
1: but it's something, It you know, we'll come through and we'll look back because I've done that, like every five years, I look back at the last five years, yeah. and I think, "How did I get there?" <laughs> you know, like, it's,
0: it's it's always these sort of five year chunks in your life, isn't it? Yeah, and you don't think you're ever going to get of turns, yeah, the yeah, a different path, but, yeah. Now, you know, I hope we come out of it as a stronger industry. I think, you know, initially it's going to be painful, isn't it? Um, but I, I do hope we come out of it in a in, in a stronger place you know I, I i actually think we're you know as an industry we're really well set up to to operate during this this period yeah. um I, I think a big frustration for me is that we're perhaps not recognized as as, as being that that careful um and that professional and that caring you know yeah. and we, get, we get lumped in with pubs and you know and restaurants that i think yeah and restaurants in the kitchen you know hopefully they're following the same hygiene procedures all year in, year out, you know, yeah. but certainly from a hairdressing perspective, hygiene and, and client safety is the first thing that we, we ever learn as, as a, you know, as a trainee, isn't it? And, you know, so it's, it's, it's very much central to, to the way that we operate. So I, I find it a bit, a little bit frustrating that we get, we get in lumped in with different industries that perhaps their focus isn't, you know, isn't quite the same, you know, Um, but I hope we come out of it being recognized as, you know, a little bit more professional, you know, I think we can, we can certainly elevate our status as a profession. Yeah. We come out of this. Um, And I, and I hope that's one of the positives to, to, to come to fruition, if you will, when, when we finally sort of emerge from this, all these restrictions and, and, um, dangers I guess that that we're encountering on the day-to-day
1: yeah I, 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 I really believe strongly in you know because I'm an affiliate of the British Beauty Council and what they're trying to do is to bring everyone together bring all the bodies together yeah. to make one overall body it's not that they want to be in charge they just want to get everyone together and then then together they can lobby government and, and they've already done this massive um research into it, that we, we produce something like 30 billion towards the GDPR. So we're, we're right up there with industries on our own. We don't have to be lumped in with other industries. And yeah. the fact that, as you say, you know, we've been working, we're, we're perfectly suited to this. I mean, I'm going into homeless centres at the moment, and the way we work and operate, the way the centres operate, I feel safer for a. a, a like I'm in the mission tomorrow, I feel safer in there than I do when I go to the supermarket. So, you know, uh, we, we I think they could look to us to how to operate. Yes. But
0: yeah. 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 It's so, like uh, you know, going into a pub and you've got somebody who pulls the pint for you. So you've got you can't move. So then somebody's going to take it from the bar to your table. Yeah. You know. And it's, it's only been the last few weeks they're even wearing masks in there. So, you know, you've got their hands, their breath all over everything, you know, whether that's your plate of food or your, your pint or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, you can bang on about this all day, couldn't we? But, yeah. You know, I think there's, there's been lots of mistakes, I think, so far. And I, yeah. I just hope that there's some sense will start to um, prevail, you know. Yeah. And, and people will start to join everything up a little bit more so it's a bit more connected because um, so far it's not so much and I think you know and we're one of those industries that are really um, under threat when we don't need to be you know I don't think there's, there, there's need to be so um, worried about things and, uh, and uncertain about things because we've got all those precautions in place I think if we're doing it properly as an industry mm. Collectively, and everybody is taking their their, their their responsibility seriously. Then I don't think we've got anything to worry about, really. Uh,
1: no, uh, rightly so. Mm. Uh, I, I, I I mean, everyone's getting used to now. We all have a little mum, but we're all getting used to wearing the mask and the vis- visors, and the you know, we just get used yeah. to it. Yeah. I, I sometimes when I when I go in a, into a, um, a session at, with at the homeless centres. I'm, I'm even more like I've got everything on, you know. Yeah, and I feel a bit sorry for myself after about two hours because I'm drenched in sweat and that. Yeah. And then I think of like the nurses and that twelve-hour shift. I've just done a couple of hours with it all on twelve-hour shifts, and yeah. you know they've been amazing. And I just think it's scandalous how they've been treated. You know, like it's that we'll clap for you one week and then we won't give you a pay rise and things like that. It, 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 it's embarrassing sometimes to be a human, being, you know. Like you think, like, what on earth are they doing? You know. Like, um. Anyway, I'm gonna. This is turning into a mum fest. So, uh, so yeah, we love Yeah. So, how 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 are you moving forward with like? Obviously, that there's still some education. You know, and, and yeah, motivating the teams to keep going.
0: Well, um, we've we've fortunate that we've had for a long time. We've had online education. Um, yeah. We've had our own platform for years. Um, so that's, you know, we're we're not kind of scrambling to set up new a, a new way to educate because we already have the platform. So that's good. Um, yeah. um, you know, we stay as a team. We stay pretty connected. Um, you know, we do lots of this stuff, Zooms and, you know, and what have you in, in between all the, all the different countries and salons, sure. um, the senior team and, you know, I try and we try and do some education and we've, we've run some programs online where we're all working together, not actually physically, to, uh, simultaneously, but offering a series of educations and things like that where we go around the different countries and everybody gets to take part so we're doing that the best we can and i think in many ways it's kind of highlighted that you know we can stay more connected certainly from from my perspective yeah whereas i i used to be the one getting on the plane and going to all the different countries and doing the trainings um the other salons didn't really connect with each other so much other than when we did a big event. So say we were doing Salon Live or something like that. And everybody come into, into London in October. Other than that, we wouldn't really get together too much physically, but now we've realized, you know, that virtually we can, we can get together weekly now. So, so that's great. So everybody feels actually much more connected in, in, in that sense. Um, I think I think on the ground it's a little bit tricky, isn't it? Because um, you know when we're up in the salons, we're trying to sort of manage the amount of people that are in the building, and 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 I think training to be to be fair is fallen a little bit um, out of focus um, in the, in our own units, you know. So we're trying to offer stuff virtually that people can view at their own, um, you know, within their own timeframes. So. Yeah. It's it's just changed the face of it, and you know I think it's it's thrown up a lot of interesting challenges, and um, and we've got some quite you know quite good solutions I think out of it. I'd still yeah. prefer to be getting on a plane though, and yeah, going around and, uh, yeah. And, and seeing people in person because I don't think there's any actual substitute for that, you know. No, no, they, they, that um, that that there's definitely a connection thing in there
1: that you you don't get, you know. Yeah and, and the, the power of a
0: hug you know you want to just hug someone yeah you know yeah i mean yeah i mean you know that more than more than any of us you know you know what what that that can that brings to people and yeah it's yeah. that that human connection is is so important isn't it
1: i think this is this is um going to be another side effect that we we're all aware of um but i think it's going to go a bit deeper than we realize is it. what you yeah. were saying the, the the effects on people's mental health um you know, pe- pe- people are getting lonely. Um, people have always been lonely. It's always been yeah. a problem. But you've got people who uh, are working from home who haven't got. I mean, I'm. I've got. I've got five kids and three grandchildren, so I'm never alone. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> oh yeah, I'd like, sometimes I'd really like to be alone. And if that rare time I walk in the door and there's no one in, I think, ah. Oh, <laughs> but um there's people who have not got that so there's people that are, even though they're, they're they're working all week uh, but they're not seeing anyone and they're not so this is this is a massive problem that's gonna that's going to keep growing also you've, i do a lot of work with addiction as well you've got people um like you know i've I, i've been in aa for 14 and a half years and We've got these meetings we you've got very few physical meetings and there's people that are, are, are you know, falling off the wagon, people having mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it, it's crucial to still go out as much as possible, even and to keep things going as much as possible as long as you stay safe. Because that's the thing. Of, we're, we're going to end up with with a nation of agrophobics, otherwise, you know. Because the the less you do something, the more scary it becomes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, you know, I've got I've got a few kids as well. I've got a couple of younger ones, and the youngest one, who was pre pandemic, super physical. Super, well, he is super physical, super social kind of you know guy. He's nine years old. You know, how oh, are. Mm loves his football, loves, wants to hang out with his mates and, yeah. you know, run around and be outside all the time and all of a sudden he's incarcerated yeah. at home with his mum and dad and his sister and, yeah, you know, he's he's, he's found Roblox and now he's not that interested in going out and playing football. He'd rather <laughs> play Roblox online with, with a couple of his other mates, you know. Yeah. And trying to kick him outside, you know. Yeah. So, he's just, just the way it's changed his psyche, you know, it's not. It's not for the better, for sure. You know, because no. you know everybody needs a, a physical outlet. You know, whether it's an interpersonal one or that you know they need yeah. to get out there and just just be outside all the time. And um, and yeah. lockdown is certainly not not a positive thing for that. No, yeah. no. We no. need excuses, I guess, is what I'm saying. We need excuses to get outside, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think because it's an interesting
1: thing about human beings and. Um, habit now habit it, we're creatures of habit and, and it takes roughly about three months generally to uh, have a complete change of habit if you stick to something for about three months and if you think that we was locked up for about three months this, yeah. is, this is where people don't necessarily have to stay shopping online and all the things but it became a habit so those things are going to take quite a bit of unlearning you Know, yeah. um, and I, I think people as well, like with hairdressing, you know, you need to get out there, you need to go and support your local salons. You know, they've supported you yeah. for such a long time, and you'll be safe. You know, you'll be safe there. We look after our clients, you know, and um, yeah. and it'll do you good, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, so stop buying yeah. your, your color out, get in the salon, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. feel better. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah but it's a fear isn't it you're absolutely right it's a fear for a lot of people you know they're scared to come out scared to come into town and yeah yeah you know. i guess i guess that one of the positives is that all the local areas i mean certainly where i am in north london yeah it's bustling you know you need a master just to walk down the street here yeah you know? and i go out, i go into into town where the salon is and <laughs> there's nobody there anymore no. You know, so local business, you know, uh, you know, I think is, is really booming from it, which is, which is great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. is great as well. So that's cool. But, um, but yeah, a little bit, you know, just to redress the balance a little bit would be good and try and encourage people into town or just, just to get out of their house, you know? Yeah. I think it's, um, it's, is is a really positive thing, you know? Yeah.
1: We, um, I've recently done a session in Camden, Mm. went to a, it was um, a student accommodation. Yeah. Obviously, no students, so they put all the homeless in there, uh, temporary, and um, it was still buzzing there. You know, Camden yeah. High Street was still really, really, really busy, you know, so. Yeah,
0: yeah that's uh, near me. I'm not
1: too far from there.
0: Yeah, it's just it's nice. It's lovely. nice to be,
1: in you know, not everyone's behaving himself, you know, um, but yes, that's humans for you, yeah? but. Yeah, generally yeah just nice to be amongst crowds of people
0: you know yeah isn't yeah. it that collective energy is cool isn't it yeah. yeah yeah. my wife and I were talking about festivals and things and yeah. that kind of that intensity of um, human connection yeah you know where you, everybody's packed into a particular environment yeah and, and then they have a shared experience you know watching a band and everybody's close together they're sharing the same experience I think that's something that we're not going to see for a, for a long time. You know, I've still got mates who are looking music and they're saying that we're not going to see any big gigs or big festivals until 22. You know, nobody's booking anything for next year. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be a, a, such a massive thing. I mean, imagine the first, when there's the first festival that happens. You know, what, what moment that's going to be. It'll be fantastic, be euphoric, won't it? Just being with... Being with each other, being together, you know, sharing something. That that collective
1: experience, I mean, its I'm going back a bit, I'm going back to the late 80s, but I used to go to raves, you know. Yeah. And you'd, you'd all be in an aircraft hang or in a field. I remember being in a field. It was in a field in Guildford, 40,000 people in this field, this uh, illegal rave. How can it be illegal when there's 40,000 people there, you know? And... Uh, we parked up and we heard the music. I must be near. We had to walk for about half an hour because we did yeah. music. But uh, that feeling that like, it, it, music, something, I mean, I'm not even a great musical person, but I think the energy of music, it it, it travels through you. The vi- It's like a vibration thing, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's the thing that really gets through to me. It's the collective thing of that vibration going through everyone. Um, and as you say, God, that first one's got to be powerful, isn't it? You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll be, you know, it'll be cathartic. It'll, you know, be, people will be exercising all sorts of things. <laughs> all sorts of things, yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> won't need drugs I'm on a day
1: like that. It'll like that. be just like, uh, just be <laughs> natural high going around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, going back to the education uh, I had this I'm a bit like all or nothing and um, last year we trained we, we, Lonnie our first student we wanted the uh, the idea the spin off from Air Cuts Brothers was the academy so yeah, wanted to take people because I, I came I, I do come across lots of uh, young people in, in, in that position who maybe have had a start in hairdressing and then their circumstances change and then they've, they've unfortunately been on the street Um yeah. And it kept coming up again. And, you know, I'd be cutting their hair and they'd say, I'd have guys who have been in, so I used to cut hair in prison. I'd have, or young girls or or guys say, I started my apprenticeship and that sort of thing. And we thought, if we can just finish it, if we can get back to it, to to that point. And um, so I started last year (laughs) with London (laughs) and we had, um, in my head, we was going to have, like, an academy. We was going to have, like, you know, 100 students. And, a, and, and that first year, the investment, just with um, Lonnie, was, it, it was worth it. But it, it's something that I realised that's going to take a lot of time, and it's a lot harder than I realised. But we did yeah. manage to give her a year of education, and we just started with a new girl now. And um, so hopefully at some point, um, like we're working with Jet Training in Basildon yeah it's where they've done the Hair Wars program and that they're a great company and uh, they've given us full access so the the, the the end goal is to sort of maybe if one if all these private academies around the UK if everyone took one person it would spread out and we could really get make, make a difference to a lot of lives yeah um, I understand now that it, it it can't be more than that because it's it, it's very they they need a lot of um, like one on one you know attention and often they've got yeah. their own things going on but yeah. it's doable to do I know now that it's doable to do one so I think it's an interesting thing that maybe you know we can talk about at a later stage yeah yeah for
0: sure uh, yeah yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, I, th- I, I mean there's also like I said there's all sorts of salons got great training programs and you know yeah. Stuff. I mean that's
1: yeah, yeah that's yeah. an amazing idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it, it's definitely an idea. It won't go as fast as I wanted it to, but it's <laughs> it, it it will definitely happen at, in some form. You know, yeah. it started it. Um, yeah, uh, and it, it, it's amazing because it's all about um, and it, it in Hednesford because it's a, a young person's industry, so we've got all these these young people come in. Um, Obviously, I I work with the homeless and people in the street. But we've also, just in general life, when you've got a salon, I remember that before, is that you're getting these young people come in and they've got all sorts of background. They've got all sorts of stuff going on. So salon owners are in a great position to help people anyway because we're used to dealing with people with all sorts of types of background and and issues as well. Um, Yeah. It's, it can be a challenge, can't it? It can, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and we've had assistants over the years that have, have dropped out ultimately because their situation at home's not really allowed them to to make that investment in themselves. You know, they've they they've got other priorities, family priorities and things like that that pops up that, that yeah. pull them away from you know, following their own dreams and ambitions, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we've been able to, to bring them back and welcome them back, you know, when things have settled down, but it's, you know, it's, um, obviously gaining that independence and, and gaining the training and, and getting a skill behind it. It's, 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 I mean, it's without question, such an amazing attribute, isn't it? It's just so much for you, for your own self worth and, and, um, you know, your own strength, that, um, it's it's a really great thing to be able to offer people, and I think you know, I think what you're doing with the with the, the academy program, and you know, I think it's it's fantastic just to try and empower people a little bit more. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, but like, I'll be on your ear to help me
0: out. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. You know that. You know I know
1: that. you. Will. I know you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, where do we go from now? Um, Uh, I suppose, because what I would probably say is what's the, you know, what's your direction for the future and all of those things. But at the moment, I suppose it's pretty much to maintain and and restart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, when I, when I look at, you know, our, our business in the UK, obviously everybody's familiar with what's happening there. You know, you know, as well as I do the situation we're in, but different parts of the world is it's a very different landscape. You know, right. they have business in um, Korea and in Taiwan, and they're they're not suffering the same restrictions that we are. You know, so oh. their their life's very different. You know, um, yeah, kind of they've managed it much better early on, and they're in a much yeah. a much stronger place now. So, so I've, I mean, me personally, I've still got a lot of opportunities to kind of, yeah. To, keep busy and, and, you know, keep pushing things in, in different places, you know, even yeah. Denmark, for example, you know, which hasn't suffered too badly. And, you know, they're, they're just, they're just cracking on with it. They're a little bit scared of letting people into Denmark, but yeah. So I'm actually going to go there in a, in, a, in about a week's time. Oh, fantastic. And do some, do some training with them. And, you know, yeah. So I think it is, it is moving and it is opening up elsewhere across the planet. And, you know, I think we, I guess we're sort of focused on countries that are in a similar situation because that's what we can relate to, you know. But um, yeah. you know, I think that on a positive note, there are, you know, ahead of us, it will, it will improve, and you know, I can, I can see that happening in, in different yeah. places. So, yeah. But tell me about Korea. What's it like? What's it like there? Korea is a, it's a. I mean, it's a funny place. It's, it's really. I mean, the people are beautiful, and yeah. you know, just good wonderful nature yeah um and the 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 cities are you know super modern incredible architecture and it's you know it's a great it's a great place to go and visit from a fashion perspective it's um quite different shall we say you know especially hair fashion i think it's, it's quite twee you know it's a little bit um it's got that that kawaii kind of you know cutesy thing yeah. that's that's central to it, you know. So to try and to try and introduce kind of Western modern trends in there, it's you know it's such an uphill struggle. Yeah, uh, it's you know. So really, the classics kind of do do pretty well there. Or yeah. it's or you've got to have this kind of long, flicky, mid-length, flicky kind of kawaii sort of thing happening, which isn't my thing at all. But, yeah. but you know, you you, you know, we, we have a Korean team there, so it's much easier for them to understand than it is for me. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Excuse me. But yeah, but it's a great place. You know, and beautiful people, yeah. food's good. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah, and it's it's really kind of elevated itself. You know, I think. Um, as to like the, the 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 central place in Asia, you know, where a lot of trend originates, and I know it's a big place for market testing for Asia. So all yeah. the big brands do their market tests in Korea, you right? Know? So you've got whoever Gucci will launch eighty different lines in Korea. The the top forty that fly in Korea, the rest of the world will get them. You know, so the, right. it's it's quite an interesting uh, interesting place. Uh, I think
1: it's been interesting that, that they've, they've overcome quickly um, because it, it's about a respect thing, isn't it, that, that you know, Korea, Japan, the, the, you know, like you, you do what's expected of you as a, as a sort of thing of, you wouldn't be, want to be seen to not respecting what's yeah. expected. So, you know, hence, I mean, they were already used to wearing masks and things, but it was that thing of I wouldn't want to let everyone down. Whereas we've got the British who are like, I ain't wearing no mask, you know, like. It's it's, it's a funny sort of cultural difference, isn't it, that there's no shock that they're getting on.
0: But really, we're all going to have to adapt to that, you know. That that culture's, you know, almost inevitable now that, you know, you have to respect each other. And if you've got a little sniffle, it doesn't mean that you've got, you know, COVID, but it means that... you don't want to pass it on to somebody so I'm going to wear a mask it's like normal yeah. so why not
1: yeah. and the Scandinavian countries as you said about Denmark but I think it's a little bit different because most of the Scandinavian countries are quite the, the population's actually spread out quite a bit isn't it it's not yeah. sort so condensed you know like in Sweden and apart from the, yeah. the main city but the, the rest of the population so I suppose that's partly why they've not been affected as much
0: yeah, yeah, they haven't got quite the sort of same sort of rebellious nature, have they, that we've oh. got here, or that you know, or Spain has got, or France, or Italy. Yeah, you know, yeah it's uh, a bit Europe, isn't it? That yeah, their fingers up to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. cuts our nose off to spite yeah. our face. Exactly, and that's why we're all in so much bother, you know. Well the Italians have done an amazing job, I think, you know, yeah. they've they've really they've got on top of it. Yeah. You know? which if I'd have put my money on one country that didn't, wouldn't have got on top of it it would have been Italy and I, was, yeah. you know, I have to read my words now so yeah. they have the amazing job yeah
1: um, I think um, with the, they, they get so many things right Scandinavia yeah, they've, they've, they've got um, so many things going well I mean with education with yeah. uh, lifestyle um, I know because of the stuff I do with addictions and things you know they've got they've got really a lot of, they seem to have a very creative and productive way of going about things. Is that yeah. what you found?
0: Yeah. I, th- I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think it's a very, that their their approach to life is fundamentally a little different to ours, isn't it? You know, and that, that whole approach about having quality of life and having some time and space. Yeah. Um, and, I think it's is something that we we disregard. Not that we're not aware of it, but we disregard it a little bit and don't don't give it the sort of. The, you know. So culturally, we're, that's that's the big change, isn't it? You know, I think they're just their welfare state um, and you know the way they tax everybody is super. Uh, if you, if anybody's not familiar, it's a really high taxation system. So there's lots of money in, in, the, in the state that can take care of people who are a little more disadvantaged. Yeah. And, you know, they can offer really great education, great environments for education and, and, and you know, great support all round because they, they see that that social care side of things has been, you know, key. It's central, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah we, we perhaps don't see it in the same way, so which right. is, a, is, is a shame really. Yeah, I, I think there's, it's all about balance, and they seem
1: to have that nice balance going on
0: over yes. there. Yeah.
1: It, it's fascinating to hear you speak, though, Richard, because I had 30 years running a salon in Essex. <laughs>
0: and
1: the, <laughs> the thought of having these businesses in these different continents, you've got to change your mindset constantly. It must be such a challenge.
0: I mean, to be, to be fair, I'd love to take the credit and say, "Yeah, I run all those businesses." I don't, I don't, I don't run them. I have partners in those businesses that they they actually run them. So you know, and, and they're they're local people. So I think that's really important. You know, yeah, I've never been one for all. We'll take somebody. I've tried it a couple of times, taking somebody from London and putting them in, you know, in situ in different locations, and yeah, it's, it's never worked out um, very well. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just blessed that I've met over the years. I've met loads of people in lots of different locations, and you know, yeah. built some friendships up. And then ultimately, people have come around and said, "Oh, one can can we join? Can we be a part of it?" And then that's yeah. amazing for me because I I then get to be a part of their environment and their world. You know, so it's yeah, yeah it's fantastic. But yeah. Don't, don't imagine for a minute I'm, I'm this kind of... <laughs> Richard Branson, bigger. <laughs> exactly, I know <no>, no, no. <laughs>
1: But it's, as I said that, then I realised that that part of my life, it, it's nothing like that. But then the other side is the, the gradually building up Haircuts for Homeless has been very similar because each time I set up in a different city or a different town, yeah. uh, I, I recruit um, a team leader from that city all the volunteers are from that area. Um, yeah. It becomes their project. They're not my projects. They're, 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 we're the umbrella, but they are their own projects. And because of that, invest, it's their town. It's yeah. their town. It's their people. It's their so they care about it as their own. They've got ownership of it. Exactly. Um, you know, I've got like a team leader in Croydon, Annabelle. She's just she loves Croydon. <laughs> you know <laughs> who better? <Yeah>. <laughs> just absolutely she could be she could work for the local authority you know the, the tourism board because she just loves yeah. croydon and, and that's the thing you know and that, i've got teammates in glasgow and manchester i mean we have got jackie in manchester who, who's opened 10 projects around manchester and bless her cottons well every week they're shutting one little part of manchester <laughs> She's popping it's up, yeah, the it gone, yeah. isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yesterday, Sunday and Monday, we were supposed to be in Liverpool. Uh, we had it all set up to open. Oh, really? I mean, you know, obviously we couldn't go up there, but yeah. that—that's the thing. It, it's keep, it's keep marching forward, and I think that's that's the lesson for the future. Is to no matter you know, it, it, no matter what way what way you get stopped in one place, you will just move forward in another. Because collectively, everyone mustn't lose heart. We must march forward. We yeah. must help each other. We must keep our balance. Uh, the, you know, just talking to you today has, has, has helped me a lot because it's, it, 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 you know, like, you're obviously a can-do person and, you know, we need that. We need these stories of success. We need to know that you're going to Denmark and things are going good in Korea. We need, we need that. We need so much more of this positive outlook um, to, to, to give everyone hope I think that's the main thing yeah. we all need the hope to carry on
0: yeah yeah it's thin on the ground isn't it it's not, not, we, we're not coming across it so naturally are we at the moment no. you know? we've got to hunt it out
1: we need to hunt the success out
0: yeah yeah, yeah. but all yeah. The, all those shared stories of you know care and success and things that you know they're, they're, they're what keep us all going on you know? yeah the more we can stay connected yeah, through things like through things like your podcasts, or or however you know, however yeah. people find a route to stay connected to it, and you know that's that's the key to it, I think. What is it, now? This has been good because
1: we, <laughs> we you know, we've had all these messages, haven't we? And uh, that we yeah. finally had to have a chat, you know, and it's a great thing. We've took an hour out, and and I I always enjoy this because I get an hour. Um, of finding out about someone else and finding now I feel like, like I know Richard, even though we've never met, you know, I feel like I know you more and um you know I, I really, really admire what you've done. Um and I, I I know you'll I know you'll keep doing it. So um you know thank you so much for your
0: time I'm today. A massive fan of yours, Stuart. Yeah, really <laughs> I think I think what you do is incredible, you know. I think you're a, a, an absolute shining light for us all. You know. Well, come and join me one Apparently day. We're going to stop doing it, so that's great. Yeah. You know. Um, nothing you know. Nothing but, will stop you know, either of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah um, I'm. absolutely privileged to 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 come and have a chat with you. That's um. It's. It's um. You know. I think well your projects. I think are, you know they're an inspiration to me and and many many people. So.
1: Well when it does settle you know July next
0: year when it's all finished <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you can come and join me one day sir definitely you, yeah, yeah just give me, yeah. me any time I'm not exactly rushing off my feet these days okay. oh, mate, it might be sooner than later then <laughs> yeah. no I'm serious yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. we'll sort something out well thanks yeah. a lot sir I appreciate your time Yes. Yeah. see you again thank you very much Cheers. thanks for- bye it's just over me. five years ago I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job. This is a calling.